0: We are family I got all my sisters with me We are family- What's up, ENC Podcast. Welcome back to our second installment of the Ohana series. Ohana means family and family means that no one gets left behind or forgotten. Uh, today, Shelby could not join us. She's having some crazy thunderstorms in North Carolina and could not connect to her internet. But today we are being joined by the specialist herself, Ann Cawthorn. <laughs> Ann, what's up?
1: Hey, it's so good to be here.
0: Good to see you.
1: Awesome. Great to see you too. Sort of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> through a computer screen, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, we're on Zoom, by the way, if you guys didn't know that. So, and uh, the, the purpose of this series is just to, you know, establish the fact that we are ENC, we are family, and uh, ENC is a people and not a place. And so uh, we're just going to ask you a few questions about ENC, what it's meant to you, how you got here, uh, stuff like that. You ready?
1: I am so ready. I, I love talking about ENC, and it's something, uh, a place close to my heart. So this is, this is going to be easy. Love it.
0: Well, we got a simple first question for you, which is just, uh, how did you get to ENC?
1: Well, um, as many probably hear about ENC through family, um, that's really how I heard about ENC. Both of my parents, my mom and dad, both attended ENC. Um, My uncle, Dr. Yerksa, taught at ENC. Uh, So I have a lot of connections, family connections through the years uh, of people that attended ENC, developed uh, just a love for the place and a belonging there, and kind of carried that on to to my brother and I. And my brother and I both attended ENC. My brother um, came a couple years before me, and then I came in 92 and um it was like a home away from home I, I felt so uh safe there i felt immediately this sense of family and the sense of belonging there um and i was just i was so excited i was so excited to come and, and start you know my own legacy there i guess and my own my own uh, traditions there like my like my mom and dad did
0: cool cool so you work at ENC right now. Uh, you're the yes. athletic specialist.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> have, was there any break of time where you left ENC for a little bit, or did you transition right into working at ENC once you graduated?
1: Yeah, no. Um, after I graduated, uh, I moved to Plymouth, Massachusetts, and started working uh, as a supervisor in Harvard, at Harvard Pilgrim in Quincy. Massachusetts. So I didn't start at ENC right away. Um, It was kind of, I I really, it wasn't that I wanted to kind of move away from ENC, but I wanted to kind of uh, establish my, uh, just my own identity, I guess. And um, by finding a job outside of ENC, not really knowing if I would, I mean, I still attended games and I, I still came back for homecoming and all of that. Um, but I didn't start working there until 2015. Um, after there were some transitions, Brad, uh, Zarges, who's the athletic director now. Um, when he came in, he was my, I think I was probably one of the first hires outside of Danny Bishop, who is the softball coach there now. Um, I was one of his first hires, uh, in the office.
0: So what was it that, that brought you back to ENC?
1: Um, well, you know, like I said, it was kind of like, I, I kind of always considered ENC home. Uh, when I came back there, I would always reconnect with people that I knew and it just felt so good to be there. Um, I worked, so after I had left Harvard Pilgrim, um, and I had children. I stayed home and had and I was able to be home and and be with my kids. Um, I started working at a physical therapy place, and um, there I kind of realized that I missed, um, I guess this the spiritual sense of I don't I don't know how to explain it. I guess the, I missed having that connection with. Coworkers where we had this something in common where uh, you know I remember I remember my first day working at ENC in the office, and this i 'll never forget I was sitting in the in the uh, in my office and I saw um, and i can't remember who it was, but I know Brad was there and they they met in the circle of the gym right around the ENC logo the ENC line logo right in the middle and I think it was the cabinet at the time and they had linked hands and they prayed. And I remember thinking clearly to myself, this is why I am here that I, that I have this, I have people who are above me that are praying for this place that love this place that want to see it grow. Um, and that when things are tough, which they can be, and they have been, that we always lean back on that foundation of, of why we're here. And, you know, I, I recall it just vividly. And I thought to myself, it just was so clear and filled me with such peace that this is why I came back. Um, for a long time, I felt like there was something missing in my job. I, I felt like I needed to do more. I needed to share more about Jesus. And um, when I came back to ENC, I just felt like this is where I belong. And now my mission field are these students. Uh, The mission field are the people that I work with and that I meet on a day-to-day basis. It just, uh, I I love my job. I love, I I have the best job in the world. I love the people I work with. I love the students. Um, And it's just, it's been a, a great experience for me.
0: That's great. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> ENC is lucky to have you, Ann.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, so both of your, your kids are college age now, right? One goes to ENC and one is coming to ENC, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that's right. Um, we're super excited about that. You know, uh, one of the things, it's funny when everyone everyone asks me, well, where, your kids are, you know, obviously they're going to go to ENC, right? And um, I always I, – I always say, you know, I I push ENC as far as because of my experience, but my experience isn't necessarily what they're going to experience, and they're different from me. Um so I've always said to them, I want you to go to a school. I want you to go to a Christian school, but I want you to go to a school where that you love and that you feel that you can grow and that you can make a difference. Um, and if if that's, I'm hoping that that's ENC, but If not, then another school will be blessed to have you there. Um, My son, Matthew, is going to be a junior next year, and he loves it and is is involved in sports. Uh, And then my daughter, who is graduating this year from uh, Norwell High School, she decided, I don't know, probably three or four weeks ago. She kind of knew already that she wanted to go to ENC, but she looked at some other places Um, and then finally, um, she just, she's, she said, I want to go to ENC. And I asked, I actually asked her, so, you know, comparing the Nazarene schools that you've been to, why ENC? Like what makes you want to go there? Um, and she said, and it's, it's really the theme of what your, your podcast is, is that it feels like home. I feel like when I walk there, I feel like, it's family. I know people there. It gives me a sense of security is, is really what for her, what it's all about. And, um, I said, well, that's awesome. Cause that's, that's the same thing I felt when I walked in those streets or walked down the, you know, the pathways of ENC and, um, into the gym and just, so for the fact that she felt that too, like she just said, I belong here. I just, I don't feel like I can go anywhere else. This is where I feel like home is. So it was awesome.
0: That's great. Uh, So what's it like for you to have both your kids going to the same school? (laughs) What's it like for your kids to have their mom working there?
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know. I I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if Matt always feels that way. Um, He says he, he does, but um, for me, it's great because, and, and, I really have tried to take a step back as far as letting them really establish things on their own. It, it's difficult because I work in athletics and so Matthew's super involved with athletics. So I get to see him, but, uh, I try to give him a space. Um, what's great is that I can kind of, um, see what's going on, you know, it, at ENC at the time and kind of see how it all fits in with, with what he's doing. And, um, and it's nice to, to know and feel a part of it too, um, in some way through my kids, uh, to see them experience kind of the things that I experienced and to love some of the things that I loved about ENC, uh, even though some things are, are changed a lot. Um, so yeah. And I, you know, Katie is, she, I think she'll be, she's fine with it. She, you know, my kids are, we're around each other quite a bit, especially now. <laughs> so um I think that they like it I try to give them a little bit of space but um that's hard too you know but they know where to come if they ever need me I'm always there and and the same with their their friends too so
0: cool so uh in college in your college friendships are there any friendships that you had in college that you would still consider some of your like closest friends today
1: absolutely um I mean, my a lot of my close close friends are all from ENC, Um, and they weren't all the same year. Uh, That's the that's the that's the thing I love about ENC, is that when I go to homecoming, I am I am meeting and I'm seeing people that are from every generation, and that we all have this this kind of we all know each other in some way either through somebody or so that's how that, that feeling of that sense of family, um, that you may, you may not know them directly, but you know about their kids or you know about their, their grandkids even coming to ENC. And, um, but some of my closest friends and some of my greatest, um, friendships and people that I lean on, um, when I'm struggling or just, uh, need, need some prayer, are my, are my, ENC, that's my ENC community. Um, and same with my husband, Dave, who also went to ENC, his, his closest friends, um, were there or are, are still his ENC friends. They they will follow me for the rest of my life. Um, so it's, it's been great.
0: That's great. All right. Well, I have one more question for you. It's kind of a twofold question. Okay. Uh, the, the first uh, part of it is what would you consider to be your most memorable moment as a student at and
1: Ooh, oh my. Well, I guess, I don't know if I have just one moment. I would have to say um, coming on campus the first time where my, my parents dropped me off and uh, uh, drove me, drove away. I, I remember the dorms were still closed at the time. I was one of those, those kids and uh, Jeff Kirksey probably is not going to want to hear this. I was one of those kids. As a freshman, my parents needed to get back home, so they needed to drop me off early. So um, I, I was able to get into my dorm room before they even opened, and and basically uh, stayed in the dorms for probably three days before anything was even open. They never even knew it. <laughs> uh, but they
0: didn't know uh, you were they, there.
1: They didn't even know I was there. And <laughs> some <of> the summer, <laughs> Some of the summer men kids were there. Uh, my brother was on a summer ministry team, so they were all, they were back and they were they were in the dorms. So I, I'd already had this uh, this group of friends even before I started school. Probably so. Probably my one of my best rem- memories was that that my parents really just they they trusted that place so much, and they they knew that I was in good hands. That they literally just dropped me off, got my stuff in in the dorm room, and said, see you later. Um, And it was, I felt so confident there. I felt this new sense of like freedom um, that I think as a freshman, that's probably the best feeling is that sense of freedom that you get. Initially, when you get there, you're away from home, you're away from your familiar surroundings, you're away from everything that you knew for your whole life. And you're in this place for the first time, and um, when you know that it's right and you know that it's what God where God wants you, it is such an amazing feeling. So that, that probably as a freshman, that's that first feeling of freedom, um, and also this feeling of peace, knowing that I was in the right place and where God wanted me. And I was, I was really excited to get started um and get started there. And probably another really great memory for me were, were probably graduation, um those last that last few, you know, the last few weeks where um you're kind of getting some closure. Um that I that I grieve for the those kids that didn't have that this time because I, I think it was for me very important. Um leading up to graduation just kind of making sure that the the friendships that I made for those those four years that I let them know by we spent a lot of time those last couple weeks just being together and sitting in the calf together and and we would we closed down the calf every night of the week because we just didn't want to leave we just we would tell stories about all our years, all the pranks that were pulled, all the, the fun memories. Um, so probably that is the, the most special time for me was uh, probably the weeks leading up to graduation where you, you, you weren't stressed out anymore, you were kind of done. Um, and so you could really enjoy um, those last few weeks with your friends and at ENC and doing all the things that you love to do. Uh, and then graduation, of course. And so, you know, if anybody's listening that is a senior or a GA or, you know, that's going to be getting their degree, I urge you to come back and do that. Um, it, there is nothing better than to, to walk across um, and get your diploma. I feel like it's like this feeling of achievement that you did it. And so, you know, I know it's going to be tough to get everyone back, but I would really uh, push for that. It's just an amazing day where you can um, celebrate, celebrate one another, celebrate what you did, celebrate your friends' achievements, take pictures, make memories, all of it. So those are probably my two favorite moments.
0: Thanks for that little word there, man. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The last part of that installment, the last question. Uh, It's funny you mentioned pranks because that's where this one's going. What is the worst trouble you got into and who was it with?
1: Um, I plead the fifth on that one.
0: Plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. um, you know,
1: part. yeah. I, I, without. Oh. I don't know if it's necessarily. I wouldn't want to give my kids any any ideas on any anything that I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's I. You know, it's it's funny because the times were very different then. Uh, now. Now you could get into the, the dorm rooms pretty – now The open dorm all the time, right? When I was a student, it was um, every other week you would be able to – the guys would come into the girls' room, dorm for, on a Sunday, just a Sunday. And the next week it would be, you know, the, the girl – or, you know, it would change. So the girls could go into the guys' dorm on a Sunday between, like, 9 and 11 – and then the next week you'd switch it. Um, so probably my, my favorite pranks. Uh, you know what? This is what I'll do. Instead of throwing myself or anybody else under the bus, I'm going to share with you a prank that I saw. How about that?
0: Perfect. That works.
1: Okay. So – Back in the day, we didn't have cell phones, right? When I was in school, you didn't have cell phones. So the only way that you could communicate with your friends or with a a cute boy or whatever was if you went over to the the windows and you would throw rocks at the windows, right? Right, So you you knew the room you wanted and you would start chucking rocks up there to get their attention so they would peer out. So uh, I have a friend that, um, who is a guy who loved to do this prank to any unsuspecting girl that came to a guy's window. He would, the guy would call the girl to the window. Sometimes they they would do this on purpose and they would say, Hey, get this girl to come over the window and um, we're going to go and we're going to dump water on her as she's standing there. So the kid called the girl over to the window and she had on a beautiful leather jacket and he called her over to the window and proceeded to keep her there for five minutes while the person went above that window and proceeded to dump water on her. I'm hoping it was water. I'm pretty sure it was water. Anyway, she got so upset because it ruined her lace leather. She was all upset about her leather jacket. So she ran into the guys dorms and tried to find the person that uh, dumped the water on her, but they, they were able to hide in another guy's room that was pretty scary. So no one wanted to go in there. So that's probably, uh, that's, that's the, that's the only one I'm going to give away.
0: Dang. All (laughs) right. Well, I'll ask you later then for the other ones.
1: Okay. There you go. (laughs) Hey, you know who you should ask? Who? Dr. Cameron. Uh, Dr. Cameron in his day pulled some pretty crazy pranks. Dr. Cameron and Dr. Hall, Lowell Hall pulled, some very very serious pranks if i remember dr cameron shared a prank where he did a panty raid in the girls dorms and strung their panties from the flagpole i'm just saying that that's your guy
0: well maybe we should hop uh, have dr cameron (laughs) hop in one of these podcasts one day
1: (laughs) oh my goodness you so need to have him come on here he would be awesome
0: cool all right well that's it for today's episode uh and thanks for joining us today
1: been great. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. See you, everybody.